0: Welcome into to the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by just two of the boys today, Kyle and Thacker. And today, we are talking about, I think we can all agree on this, fellas, probably the best Xbox game to come out this year. Now, that doesn't say very much at all, because, well, my Xbox Series S is kind of more of a paperweight at this point, because there really aren't that many games out for right now. But, high on life actually a really really solid game i think we can all agree we all really enjoyed and had some fun with this game really a a weird game one of those that you know you don't really i I don't know it's not really like borderlands it's kind of got that same kind of humor but i feel like the game plays a lot better here there's a lot to talk about so kyle start with you because you were actually really hyped about this game you were really excited for High on life so tell me man what what's kind of the first thing that sticks out about this game
1: Yeah, for this game, it's definitely got to be the voice acting. I think there's a lot of uh, recognizable voices in there, um, ranging from casts from the Rick and Morty series to the Solar Opposite series to even YouTubers. And um, there's a lot of different celebrities in there. I think that the voice acting in this game was perfectly cast. I think that for the raunchy humor that it brings, you kind of need a specific cast to really deliver that. And I think that they did well. Um, this game definitely, uh, it didn't really do uh, a lot of new things, but yeah. I, I will say that it definitely pushed um, some boundaries <laughs> in, <Yeah. laughs> in terms of video games. its It was very, very explicit. This game is not not um, the kids, the <laughs> kids at all in any way. Um, but yeah, I I really think that for me, one thing that they absolutely nailed was the voice acting.
2: I couldn't agree more with you, Kyle. This game's voice acting is incredible. Loved hearing all the voices from Rick and Morty, Solar Opposite. Like you said, one thing that absolutely stood out for me though was the interactions you get from all of the weapons yes the characters all of it was incredible especially if you're trying to just shoot somebody who's not supposed to die your guns are stopping you and actually giving you reason of hey we don't need to kill them right now i love the interaction for this it looks I love the really G-rated
0: vibrant. way that you tried to make. You tried to just say that the guns tell you not to kill people. Yeah, they tell you to fucking not kill them. That's what they do.
1: They really, yeah.
0: I tried. I tried. I tried. <laughs> but
2: not like honestly, the game looks vibrant. The colors really hit and make it feel like something that's not normal for a video game.
1: And it yeah. just pulls it all together perfectly for me. So they really do a good job of world building
0: yeah the world Amazing, the world's really Tom. interesting yeah the, the world is really really interesting i do want to say my my biggest negative with this game and I'm, I'm gonna get it out of the way now because i feel like there's more positives than there are negatives um and we can get into more critiques later i will say was not exactly thrilled that day one consoles required a 10 gigabyte patch and pc required what kyle 21 gigs worth yeah. of a patch just to make the game run and look better um i gotta be honest the first three and a half hours i played of this game were without that patch and if i had played the entirety of the game with the patch i probably would have enjoyed the game a whole lot more than i did because upon launch the game did not run well and it looked very very blurry and very very hazy so there and my biggest complaint there is if you were able to fix all of that in one patch on day one, that came out, I want to say, relatively early. It was probably early afternoon when it came out day one. Yeah. Um, Why was it not able to look like that and run like that at launch? You know, it seems like they kind of already had an idea of why it wasn't running well, and, you know, they kind of fixed it from there. Uh, That being said, when the game did have the patch and the game did run well, it's a really, really good-looking game really vibrant really colorful quite the quite the change from games like Callisto Protocol and even to an extent Playtale Requiem that are all kind of darker and the colors are a little bit more muted everything here is a lot more vibrant and that's a big big plus so the performance with that patch really really good and I think that the stars of this game Thacker you alluded to them are the guns because not only are they funny as hell in the voice lines that are de- in the voice lines they have and the humor that they do deliver in, in, in the performances that are given. But I feel like every gun in this game serves a purpose and really excels in the gameplay. I mean, Kyle, I'll talk to you about this because you're, you're a big FPS guy. Obviously this is not your conventional first person shooter. This is not, yeah. this is not call of duty. It's not battlefield. It's not halo. It's not your conventional first person shooter. Um, but I think that when the starting pistol that you get, Kenny, I think that when that's the gun that I end up using the most, I feel like that's a really good thing because most of the time you pick up that first weapon, it's not all that good. But in this one, it it felt like every weapon was a viable option. I feel like that's a really big strength of this game.
1: 100%. The guns are the biggest strength to this game. I think that it was a lot of fun having, you know... Your guns kind of be that companion that goes, you know, on the trip with you. And it, it, you know, it was cool how, like, with every interaction or it seemed like everything you did, they always had something to say about it. Yes. They always were commenting on, like, what you were doing or, you know, even, like, they would have banter back and forth with the enemies. And that shit was hilarious. Um, but, yeah, the way that they incorporate every gun, it's not just like, oh, you know, I got this new gun and it does something different. You know, like it, it, it's just a different ammo type, essentially. They actually made it so these guns have different abilities. And it kind of takes the place of you constantly getting like suit upgrades, for example, and new items for your suit. Your guns have those new abilities, have those new um ways to really open up the the worlds yeah. you know and explore areas that you couldn't get to before um
0: kind of that metroidvania aspect of the game like you know you yeah. get a creature and you're able to shoot you know one of i can't believe i'm about to say this one of his offspring
1: what <laughs> of his children <laughs>
0: and, his little jimmy's oh god not jimmy again
2: <laughs> not oh jimmy. so that's their name now their names are Jimmy. Not Jimmy again. <laughs> but but you shoot you shoot one of
0: his offspring, and you can you know clear force fields that were there. Like you, they can you know turn off force fields that are blocking you off from other areas. Like that's really cool. Sweezy's another one where you know you can use her her time her slowdown ability, and you can go through like fan blades and stuff like that. So it's it's really really interesting. I feel like the gameplay really really is a strength here, and it's really what propelled me you know to play. The, the you know the entirety of this game from beginning to end so let's talk a little bit about the story because the story's weird is an understatement <laughs> but let's let's talk about the story because like it's it's a very very interesting story it's not the best story I've ever seen in a video game obviously this year with games like God of War Ragnarok Tale Requiem Last of Us Part One we've seen heavy story games that you know are really really excellently you know are told really really well or excellent excellent writing from beginning to end i wouldn't say this is that but the story is interesting enough to keep you pushing forward so you start out you're a a voiceless protagonist who is home alone with your older sister and the first thing she does is she snorts a lot of cocaine (laughs) like the first thing she does is she snorts a line of cocaine and all of a sudden you're being invaded by aliens and next thing you know, you're teleported to this weird alien planet called blim city. Um, and I I think that just the absurdity of this game is what makes it a really good game. Because for example, in this, there's so many lines throughout the story. Like for one, aliens apparently really love anime. (laughs) Yeah, that's like the first one. There's also a space Applebee's that (laughs) that you go to at one point (laughs) in the story. Uh, So I have to ask: Did everybody pay their tab at Applebee's and get that achievement? Yes. Okay, good. So we all we all thought about that. Good.
2: We're we're Um, all good. We're all good people. We're all good
0: customers. (laughs) We all worked service jobs at some point, so we all we all knew to do that. Okay, good. Um, But basically, the game boils down to you do seven bounties. You go after seven different you know i guess kind of bosses at a certain point you go after these seven different targets um and that's pretty much the entirety of the story is you're essentially a bounty hunter that goes you're just a random kid who goes after this this group called the g3 and you just you know you just take them out and that's pretty much the story it's very very simplistic but thacker i think we agree It, it, it actually does work and it fulfills the purpose and it fulfills the story it's trying to tell
2: most definitely. There's not a single moment where you feel lost. There's not a moment where you feel like, what am I supposed to do next? Where am I supposed to go? It's very, I don't want to say linear, but it has very linear. It's very moments.
0: simple. I think that's how I would say it. It's very simple. Yes.
2: Yes. Simple. And the story works fantastically, even right down to wanting to go explore. You're able to find out where you want to go easily. And, there's even little things you can find everywhere like you find some of the craziest things just by doing stuff in the story like i i did not it took me a minute to realize this but gus's ability where he shoots out the saw blades you're able to use those for other l- pads
0: to stand on you didn't know that yeah. It took me a minute. I was a little slow. <laughs> it's okay. It happens to the best of us. It was it, it is really cool. Like it just goes to all these guns really did. They all had important abilities that you could use and that, that were that were given uses. It was there wasn't anything that was useless. Exactly.
1: I think that the story definitely was not taking itself serious in any way. And I think that's Which, why it
0: worked. I agree. Yes. And I liked it. I liked is, the fact
1: that it didn't work. That is absolutely why it worked. Now it's It's not the most, you know, emotional. It's not the most serious. So in my honest opinion, I don't think it will be the most memorable part of this game. Um, However, I don't really think that that's what they were going for. I think that this game was more for the visuals and the gameplay. And the story that they gave us, I'm... Glad that it was, you know, simple and easy to follow. Because if it was complex, and, you know, they were making jokes the whole time, I wouldn't have wanted to, you know, like, there wouldn't have been an emotional moment that actually stuck. Because the whole time, they're just laughing about shit and making, you know, fart jokes, essentially. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> you know, this game needed to have that, you know, self-awareness where it's like
0: the fourth wall break stuff like that yeah,
1: yeah. We're, we're obviously not trying to tell a last of us or god of war type story here we're just here to you know
0: we're to have fun and shoot
1: basically tell raunchy humor <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i think that like the 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 giveaway or i you know obviously like yeah, i mentioned it like the first thing that your sister does in this game is she does a line of coke and mm. then when you guys get to space she starts dating this alien called twig Like, this game is not, for those that are saying, oh, the story's not good, the story's this, that, the other. I mean, it's not taking itself seriously. I think the moment you realize it's not taking itself seriously and the whole point is that it's just supposed to be funny, it's supposed to be a fun story, it's not supposed to be anything that's heavy or emotional. I feel like that's when you can gain a real appreciation for it. So, um, I I will say that uh, the boss fights as well. I thought the boss fights were actually really well done. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a big, big problem with the boss fights. I think that, you know, there's definitely not from software level complex or difficult, but I feel like each of the bosses kind of added something new and kind of made you play a little bit differently than how the previous one did. And I feel like that was really well done. Thacker, you said you had something to add?
2: Yeah, to the whole seriousness, you can even tell from moments, maybe even a minute in where... Where it drops you in right in the beginning of a retro style looking game, and one of the main yeah. characters <laughs> is, "Hey, this is so and so. Your your divorce, divorce, your divert,
0: divorce, divorce lawyer. Devo- you. Oh, your divorce lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah, it right it's now. your
2: divert. I can't speak to that. Just don't,
1: just don't say it. <laughs> it's Come his divorce
0: lawyer. Thacker, continue from there." <laughs> <laughs>
2: You can tell I had one of those in my life. Um,
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. This got dark. No, that's the seriousness of the game. You literally start from that, and it just keeps going on with the non-serious moments that you can tell this game is just to have fun, pretty much.
0: I think one of my favorite moments of of that retro game was when the game tells you to double jump and you can't double jump like it doesn't work and then the guy that's talking to you goes wait a minute why the fuck would they add a crouch button before they add a double jump button like he just goes on for <laughs> yeah. like a minute or two straight about why there needs to be a double jump button and you've like moved on from that in the gameplay like that's the kind of humor i like i will say the the, the fourth wall breaks are also really really good i like i mentioned the whole you know apparently uh they they, they, they make a whole reference to code Lyoko. In this mm-hmm. game at one point. Yep. They make an entire reference to that. And they mention it being a show on Cartoon Network. And that's funny. You know, you go down in uh, that more western area. I think it's Dreg City. You go down that diagonal elevator. And they make references to like Final Fantasy 7 and Chrono Trigger. And, and, and they, you know, it's really interesting. I like, again, how this game didn't take itself seriously. Like Kyle, for example, one of the first big bounties you go after... Uh, you know, you're going after I can't remember what his name was exactly, but to get into this base, you literally have to have a creature shit on you.
1: Yes, you literally
0: have a creature creature just take a poop on you, and it's called goop. Like you it's gotta get that goop. It's the little stuff like that, Kyle, that makes this Wasn't game fun. Douglas? It was Douglas. Douglas was the name yeah. of the boss. Yes, Douglas was the name of the boss.
2: I hated the little squid. I don't Dr. remember. Doctor
0: I hate him yeah. so much. Yeah. Dr. Joopy.
1: God, I hate his ended voice so much. up being Douglas. Yeah, Backer, so that... I thought
0: of you when it said Joopy. I thought of you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, babe. Hey. Hey. See,
1: that's that's the kind of stuff that really, you know, ties this game in for me with the humor. I think that the fact that you had to help this whole stupid little squid do uh, these pipes and these um, puzzles where you had to use... The glob shot <laughs> to rotate the pipes and get them all lined up. And then you get to the very end. The whole time he's talking about, oh, he's got my family. You know, he's he's going to kill them. I got to save them. And then you get in there and it turns out that he was the boss. He was just locked out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was so <laughs>
1: mad. But at the same time, like, it, it was pretty fucking funny that they did that shit to you. Because you're like, oh, you know, you're just helping this guy. Well, now he's going to try to kill you. <laughs>
2: You yeah. took great pleasure in killing him.
0: <laughs> I Well, you know, the thing is, I also want to say, though, on the gameplay side of it, I thought the puzzles were really well done in that section.
1: Yes. I liked, I liked yeah. the two
0: puzzles. I thought, you know, there was part of me that's like, you know, it'd be very easy for us to say, like, it'd be very easy for a mechanic like this to get monotonous, but I really thought each time I did it, I was like, okay, it's getting harder and harder, and it actually was, like, interesting how it made you think a little bit. So I, I thought the puzzles were right. really well done um in terms of boss fights that stuck out what stuck out to y'all because for me i feel like it was uh the brothers like the triplet fight the fight where you fight three of them individually and then you fight them all three together at the end i feel like fights like that really stuck out in this game thacker what stuck out to you
2: honestly i i was playing it and talking to you about it at first i did not like uh
0: Oh, Nipulon. That's another one. I thought that fight, Sioga, you didn't like that. I thought that fight was incredible.
2: At first, first I did not, until I started looking more at it, the psychedelic view of it was fantastically put together. For me, that's what made,
0: like, that's like, that fight was, like, peak high on life.
2: Exactly. But, no, like, Nipulon was a great fight. Looking at it, I know at first I really did not like it due to the psychedelic feel. But then after looking more and playing more of it and doing the fight more, I felt like the entire arena, the way that the boss played out and everything to go with it yes. was brilliantly done.
0: I loved the whole in you know, you get you know, you get through each phase of the fight and it drops you in that kind of that memory or whatever, or in that trippy state where you're having to talk to somebody or talk to a character again. And, like, you move in, like, you move, like, in one direction and you're just, like, you're seeing the same arena, but it's getting bigger and smaller based on the direction you're going. And it was, again, that for me was, like, the peak of this game's setting, style. I thought that was the peak. Uh, Kyle, what, what's that got to you?
1: Um, I actually really liked Douglas because he was one it of was my favorite twist. voice actors. <laughs> Tom Kenny. <laughs>
0: That was Tom Kenny, really?
1: That was Tom Kenny, motherfucking wow. SpongeBob.
0: <laughs> I knew yeah, that Sponge. That was I knew him. that Sponge was up to no good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that and then the way how they had him, you know, had you helping him the whole time just to have it, you know, the big twist and he ends up being the boss. I thought that that was pretty great. It was really funny.
0: Yeah, I, I think that the bosses, really, this, this is how games that don't do bosses normally, this is how bosses should be done, where they all feel different, they all kind of have things that work about them. You know, some games really struggle with boss design. I feel like this game did not struggle with that at all. Now, as far as other critiques, because, you know, the performance before the patch, you know, that that's that's one thing. You can kind of get over that. That's whatever. I will say one thing the patch did not fix. And again, we kind of have to nitpick here to find stuff that was, like, not really good, uh, repeated voice lines were a yeah. really big problem for me throughout this game. Um, mainly because Kenny kept telling me to use the glob shot and I probably heard that voice line, I'd say a little, I probably heard it a couple hundred times. And at a certain point I was just kind of like, you know, I understand that it's there. You don't have to tell me at every single fucking turn to use an ability because it just makes me not want to use it more almost. Um, maybe that's the edgelord in me, but I it just I don't know. Like repeated voice lines were were a consistent issue. Um I gotta lie, the other thing I didn't really like, of all the bosses, the one that I didn't really like in the end was Garmantuous. I was not really a fan of his boss fight. He's probably of the seven, probably the one that I was like, eh. This boss fight just kind of feels like things have been recycled, Kyle. The fun, funny thing we did—the one funny joke we didn't make—was I wrong or was I right when I told you it felt like Returnal at a certain point?
1: Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, I think that this the, the voice lines. I, you know, I don't mind getting hints every once in a while, or you know, like because the companion is kind of supposed to be like a guide, but the problem. Is the same thing that Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time had, where your companion Navi never shuts the fuck up.
2: Hey, listen. Hey.
1: I do not want to hear my companion talk the entire time. I'd rather hear the enemies banter, because like it was it was a lot of fun to walk up on some people and just listen to their conversations, because, you know, usually it was just some wacky funny shit, but I did not need to hear my guns say the same thing or recommend that I use their ability over and over. And uh, I am glad that they added an option to, you know, reduce the amount of chatter that your guns have. However, you did that. So that means that you knew it was annoying. So maybe just don't make it so repetitive and annoying in the first place.
0: Thacker, what were your thoughts on that?
1: Honestly, the repetitiveness was
2: ridiculous. I think at one point I stopped using Kenny because of the whole, hey, don't forget about my glob shot. Like, at one point I stopped using it mm. because it was just repetitive. The, I think out of all the boss fights, other than Garbantuan, I didn't really like Dr. Giblets.
0: Really? Okay. See, I, I thought. I, okay, you know what? I thought that one was interesting because of the little twist, but I will say, the fight wasn't the best. So I I feel what you're saying there.
2: Yeah, like it just felt like wave after wave after wave of enemies, and it it just really wasn't all that great. The banter it wasn't really from Doctor Giblet. Yeah. It, yeah. Like the banter from Doctor Giblet was hilarious. It made it go by faster and made it. A little bit more fun to do, but the fight itself just was not enjoyable.
0: I feel that. I feel like the the joke of uh, like the achievement being called hardest fight in the game, and he literally just kills himself. <laughs> yeah. Again, like the humor, the humor found ways to shine for me in very very unexpected moments. So you know, I think we can all agree. High on life, really really good game. The the one other thing I want to point out before we call this an episode is. I I am glad this game was on game pass because my playthrough only ended up being about seven and a half hours. And unfortunately I don't see a lot of reason to go back and replay the game. I just, I kind of feel like it's a one playthrough, maybe clean up all the extras and then you're done. Um, because I'm more of a trophy fan than an achievement fan. I'm not going to try to hundred percent it because trophies are just better PlayStation on top still. Um, but if I had paid 60 for this, I probably would be very, very underwhelmed with how much content came with it because it just doesn't feel like there's a ton here. It feels like there, there could have been more content and that there could have been the story could have been a little bit longer. I don't feel like the story overstayed its welcome and I don't feel like it was too underwhelming, but it also doesn't really feel like there's a ton of side content. It feels like you're getting very, very little if you spent sixty dollars on this. So again, it being on Game Pass is a big, big plus because I do not think this game is worth more than really probably 40 bucks. So, and and again, like there'll be people out there that'll be like, oh, we've loved short games in the past. Like the biggest one that people can probably think of is we loved Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, despite the fact that that's more of like an eight or nine hour game. The problem is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is a very replayable game and is a very fun game to speed run and play through over and over and over again. This, I don't know that I could do that quite the same way. So it's a short game. It's a really good game. If you can get it on Game Pass, 100% get it there. Because I agree that I do think what I said earlier is true. This is the best game that Xbox has really given us in the past couple of years. The problem with that is it doesn't really say much because Microsoft has really dropped the ball with releases. So... Highland Life's a Quality Game. That's our episode on it. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can check us out on Facebook and TikTok as well at Side Mission Podcast. For two of the boys, for Kyle, for Thacker, I'm Rusty. Thanks for
1: listening.